Welcome to the Her Influence Podcast, calling women to rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. The Her Influence Podcast is created on behalf of Gather Women by women in Canada for women everywhere to rise in their leadership influence wherever they are planted. A special thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency, serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. And now, here are your hosts, Kathy Ostupchuk, Vanessa Hoyes, and Caitlin Say. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back. If you are listening today, today is the big weekend for Gather Rise. And just in time, you're going to be hearing Cheryl Weber on this podcast, who is one of our speakers for Gather Rise. I'm Kathy Ostichuk, and I'm going to be interviewing Cheryl today on the podcast. I have known Cheryl for a number of years. Um, She is a co-host and executive producer on 100 Huntley Street. You've seen her on there in different roles, and now she's executive producing and co-hosting, doing all the things on that show. I've been on 100 Hutley Street a couple times for a couple different reasons, mainly talking about uh, what's going on with the women in Canada, uh, the heartbeat for what we feel God is doing in this nation. Anyways, um, I was on and, and the last time I had one of these things happen to me where my eyes sort of water started watering. It was like post-nasal drip. And Cheryl's interviewing me and looking at me because it looks like I'm crying and getting very emotional. But on live TV, you can't wipe your eye. You can't get out a Kleenex. You can't do any of those things. So I'm having a moment, Cheryl thinks, and tears streaming down my face. And she's probably wondering what to do, trying, trying to avoid it. And I'm just going on with the conversation as if nothing was happening, hoping that that it doesn't show on live TV and it will all be good. But she is the consummate uh, master interviewer, just because when she looks at you, she looks deep into your eyes and makes you want to tell her everything, which is, I think, the magic in the role that she has. She's got it. So let me tell you a little bit about Cheryl before we launch right into the podcast. You know, we're talking about mountains of influence this season, and really she has a couple, well, several mountains or spheres of influence. We see her on television as this radio host, um, this amazing woman, brilliant woman, interviewing so many guests, having to do the research, having to show up and look amazing on camera, and also be authentic, which is what she is, but we don't understand that her heartbeat is for bringing a voice to those that are voiceless, and her heartbeat is for missions. Her heartbeat is for those that have less or or that have nothing, and I think that's what makes Cheryl absolutely incredible. So here's a little bit about her. As a television host, public speaker, and executive producer, Cheryl Weber has been doggedly pursuing telling stories that matter both of heartbreaking need and incredible life transformation. She circled the globe, documenting the impact that passionate people of faith and action can have, sharing the stories across media platforms, including 100 Huntley Street, 
where she is the senior executive producer and host. Cheryl's passion for justice and poverty alleviation has driven her from the top of Mount Kilimanjaro to some of the most desperate and remote places on the planet. From interviewing little girls rescued out of the sex trade in Cambodia to documenting the heartbreaking starvation of the Turkana people in northern Kenya, her passion to raise awareness of these vital issues has earned her a Woman of Excellence Award for raising global awareness as well as an International Woman Achievers Media Award. Named one of the top 100 female Christian women in Canada, she also serves on the board of Ratanak International, one of Canada's foremost NGOs helping to restore women trafficked into the sex trade in Cambodia. Anyways, I hope that kind of sheds a light more on the backstory behind the front story of what you see of Cheryl on screen if you're watching um, 100 Huntley on global television or or live streaming it or on their uh, website. Uh, She's got passion and I think it sounds like her dream might be just to walk off that stage and go around the world. Uh, doing the work she loves, telling the stories of those who can't speak for themselves. She's also got some really great leadership nuggets. Um, She's a servant leader for sure. Uh, She's just published a new book, uh, which she'll tell you a little bit about. We'll talk a little bit about in the interview. But I just want you to lean in. And and as you're listening, um, I think, think about the question, what do we see when we see a leader with uh, a large sphere of influence? Are we judging them on what we see or are we going to invest enough to get to know the whole person and see really what that motivation is behind their influence? So something just to think about. We're just so excited that you can join us and we're hoping that you love this conversation with myself and Cheryl Weber. Talk to you after the podcast. Well, in season two of the Her Influence podcast, we're talking about mountains of influence and the fact that if Christians are placed in significant spheres, they have the ability to impact the world, probably even beyond what some of us may have dreamed of. And Cheryl, my guest today, who I'm so honored to have a few minutes to chat with, has really uh, interesting mountains or spheres of influence both in media and both in missions. And I guess my first question, Cheryl, is how do you feel about that? How do you feel about kind of where you're standing today, sort of straddling two worlds that combined actually make up quite a large influential space? Yeah, I think uh, I, I almost tear up when I think about it because I feel incredibly privileged actually to, you know, I think as leaders, we all know um, our strengths and we all know our weaknesses and we live with the knowledge of all of that. And yet God still entrusts us with human hearts and um, incredible influence. And uh, certainly I don't feel like I ever did anything to deserve it, but I'm so grateful and thankful. And, and I also have to say, I'm probably the least likely person to, in my mind, to do all of this, but, I, but I, that just leaves me with the knowledge that it's completely God. Wow. I often feel like that too, and I share that a lot. But the perception is that you just sort of walked into it. True, not true. <laughs> not true. And actually, you know, I was reflecting because I, you know, um, well, I think we're going to talk about this maybe a little later, later, but I contributed to a book, and it's the first time I ever really told my story. And it was just so cool to reflect back on 
the journey that got me here. And I would just say it was a thousand scary yeses. You know, it was just, it was just saying yes to the things that terrified me. And uh, I, I shared the story of being in university and I was so um, quiet. If I didn't know people, I was very shy. And my roommate used to introduce me as her silent roommate, Cheryl, if you can believe it. Cause you know, I, can I talk. can't believe it. <laughs> I know. And uh, when, that first year she came home with me for my fall break. And my mom said, who's a wonderful woman of prayer and really hears from God. She said, God showed me that Cheryl is going to be a media personality. And my roommate laughed, like fell off the chair laughing about this because she could never imagine it. And so I just think, you know, fear is a bully and um, we all have it. But if we, I just refuse to let fear rule my life. So I might be afraid, but I don't have to make my decisions according to the fear that I'm feeling. And so I'm just determined. I don't want to be robbed of life, of opportunity, of what God has for me, of influence, of impact, of changing people's lives because I was scared and I backed away. Wow. I sense a fierceness in your voice, like a boldness in your voice that you're fighting for what? where you are because you want to finish strong. Would that be true? Oh, absolutely. I just, I don't want to be robbed. I just think, you know, the Bible talks about the enemy, uh, Satan, I guess we would call it as people of faith, but the enemy, he, he roams around like a roaring lion and he's looking to devour us. He's not just looking to devour us. He's looking to devour our destiny and our calling. And so God has written a story for every one of us. And I just don't want to get to the end of my life and stand before God and have him say, well, had this and this and this for you, but you backed away because you were scared or you didn't feel worthy or, you know, for whatever reason you, you didn't say yes. Yeah. So I think that's where my passion comes from. I just, I don't want to leave anything on the floor. Yeah. I sense that. I mean, we're not in the same room together, but I sense that passion coming through as if we were like right skin to skin. And so I really appreciate that. That's so encouraging. And I would just wonder for you, you have this life on air where we get to watch you and I never try and miss you on air because you have uh-huh. such um, a personal uh, uh, a personal presence, even though millions watch 100 Huntley Street and other things you've done. And I know when you've interviewed me on that show, I feel like your eyes are just like looking right into my soul. And I feel like when Cheryl's asking me questions, you just get it. You just want to have this conversation and get the best of who I am and anybody that's sitting in that interviewee chair. So you've got this wonderful presence as host, as executive producer, you're seen, you're visible. And then I know you've got this call in your heart to tell the stories on behalf of people who can't use their own voice. Is that a tension for you? Or is there something in you that thinks, gee, I wonder when all of this is going to sort of turn into something different. There might be a shift coming. Do you sometimes just want to leave the set and go out and and climb more mountains and tell more stories? I, I miss it. I, I don't get the opportunity these days to go out as much as I used to. And I really, really miss it. Um, I think it's about submitting to the season that you're in. You know, if, if we've given our life to God, then it's not us writing the story. And so I really, really try to keep an ear close to the ground in listening to the Holy Spirit. And I know this is a season I'm in, but I know it's not for what the next season looks like. But I I, I do. I long to be out in the mission field. And uh, I know who, who really wants to be out there suffering food poisoning, which I've done on almost every continent. But, um, 
I don't know. It's just when I'm when I'm with people who are uh, suffering poverty or um, other forms of oppression, I just feel like, yeah, that's why I'm on the planet. More than anything else, I love hosting. I love what I'm doing. I am passionate about the people that we're impacting. Uh, 1,200 people call our prayer lines. Every couple hundred people start a new relationship with God every month. I, you know, it's, I'm so passionate about that, but you know, the, the beat of my heart ultimately is for doing things for the poor. Yeah. I, I sense that beat every time we have a conversation. Um, I, I sense that in you that it's beating really, really fast for the world out there. And I envision a show where it's like on the road with Cheryl Weber and you're kind of, kind of like the, uh, telling telling the stories and so my question is if you had all the money in the world if you had all the time in the world what are the stories that you would want to tell yeah that is a very thought-provoking question because i guess we're always restricted by what we think of as time and resources or responsibilities but um i think i'd like to dive much deeper into the world of trafficking you know that's probably the biggest passion of my heart but there's, there's so many aspects to it that I think people don't understand. And, and one of the challenges of telling that story is that I get to spend time with um, women who've been exploited, but usually I can't put them on camera. I can't tell their story or I can't show their face. And sometimes seeing their faces is part of the story. You know how communication, so much of it is nonverbal. Um, there's, there's trafficking in overseas, there's trafficking in Canada, you know, I've talked to people, um, we just did a recent, not myself, but Maggie did an interview recently with a man who was a trafficker. So there's so many different who've been trafficked, people who are traffickers, uh, people who've sold their daughters. You know, there's a lot of different aspects I'd like to tell and also tell the story of what it looks like here in Canada, because we think it doesn't happen, but all walks of life, people's daughters are being, you know, um, manipulated into being trafficked without even realizing it, thinking these men are their boyfriends. So it's just, there's just so much I'd like to tell. And I don't know if it's possible because you don't want to re-exploit the exploited, mm. but I would like to share with people the, the very privileged experiences that I've had being able to be part of these people's lives and their recovery. Yeah, that's so interesting that you bring that up because I'm sure in your world of media, there's a moral and ethical uh, line that you have to abide by that you don't want to exploit by sharing their story, but yet if you don't share their story, how will we know? Is that is that a tension that you deal with all the time? Yeah. I think too, like seeing the power of God in people's recovery, like you know, I, I can interview someone, um, and I've done this in Cambodia, and you can't see their face, and they're speaking a different language, and so much is lost in translation. But I see them with their friends, I see them on their bikes, I see them giggling together, I see the joy of freedom and it's it's a nonverbal thing and so then the beauty the absolute beauty of them for people to understand whereas culture treats people who've been exploited and abused as throwaways god sees them as so beautiful and i want to show that but i can't mm -hmm. so that's a big frustration for me because i feel so um, profoundly changed by my experiences yeah I sense just a real humble posture there though that like you just want to tell the story and do it in the best way but you can't do it maybe to do it justice. So I think there's a real humility there instead of saying, I'll do it. The world will know I'll have checked that box. So I received that. I really appreciate that about you. Yeah. That humility. And maybe it's because you're Canadian. Thanks. I have no idea. It's, well, there is something there, <laughs> but also if we're exploiting the exploited, what kind of work are we actually doing? You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, and, and this is an interesting thing because I feel like when I interview somebody uh, who has been exploited, we give them the power. And so God's not just at work at what you see on television, but always behind the scenes with the people that we're working with, we have to be open to God everywhere, right? So many times giving them the power um, where they've, their voice has never been heard and saying, you decide, um, you know, if your face is seen, you decide uh, if you want to answer that question, you decide where the boundaries are and I will listen to you. And especially for me in a, in a foreign context, a lot of times they would look at me as a very powerful person because I'm a woman in charge, which isn't always normal in those cultures. So for me to listen to them is a form of healing, I believe. So even more important that we give them that chance to to know that their voice matters, that their boundaries matter. Wow. So when you're giving them power, you're actually giving them the power of choice, which they probably have never had. And so yeah. part of uh, what we say about this podcast is that it involves real voice, bold words, and whole hearts. And it's not just for us speaking, but when you uh, are using your influence to actually give that away to somebody else, I think that just seems so aligned with the heart of Jesus. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it's beautiful. And I, my prayer is that, and not just even traffic women, but I interview exploited people fairly regularly, uh, especially people who've suffered sexual or physical, emotional abuse. And uh, I don't want them to be re-exploited by the process of being interviewed. Like I pray all the time and I pray with them before we do the interview, that it would be a healing experience for them. And I know for one man in particular who was used in child porn, and when he came to tell his story, it was the first time he'd been on a camera. So cameras are often really sensitive for exploited people if they've been filmed. Um, and he, he went and did the interview with me and he experienced healing here. And that for me, like made my whole year. That was like the best, my favorite interview of the year. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I sense such a pastoral quality in what you bring to your work that we see the words and we see you telling the story, but you're actually bringing your whole heart yeah, it's amazing. Oh, I pray I bring the heart of Jesus. I pray every day yeah. that we do that. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much. I It's pr so profound. I want to kind of sit with that for a minute and let it sink in. So I will be going back and listening to this podcast a few times <laughs> to really let these words, because we're, we're speaking really fast, but in every word that you speak, you're saying there's a heartbeat, there's a passion, there's a bigger call than what you see on TV and... Thank you for sharing um, that that is part of what makes Cheryl, Cheryl. It's not just the exterior, it's that internal, amazing, amazing set of gifts that God has planted in you. And I do, I do want to do a shout out to your book because A, I'm so proud of you, girlfriend. Yay. Thank you for publishing Faith, Life and Leadership. It's a second edition. You're with seven under seven other amazing women and you tell your stories and you just said it's like a thousand yeses to get to where you are. So what is the distance between before you started on this journey and where you are now? Like what's been the biggest motivating factor that you can say, wow, I think I'm here because? Mm. Um, I, I think honestly, to me, it's, it's the yes. It's just the yes. It's, uh, and it's being faithful where you are. You know, I talk about this in, in the chapter I wrote, um, this whole idea that, you know, God's called us to leadership. And I think it's hard sometimes when you have a sense of where you're called, but you're not there yet, that ground in between is called frustration and discouragement sometimes, because I know there was so many times in my life where I felt like God was whispering these things to me about my life. And then these big, these big name people would come by 
and they would be very insightful people who say they hear from God and they would go to the person next to me and they would, um, you know, say over them the very things that I thought God was saying to me and totally overlook me. And like, you know, like none of that was true. And yet God was saying it was true. And then he had this whole plan for my life. And so I think um, keeping that faith and, and leading where you are, it's one of the lessons I learned is, you know, there's so much to learn about leadership. Godly leadership is hard. Uh, it's dying to yourself. It's serving other people. It's, it's uh, not being so, the one thing I struggle the most with, not being so task oriented that you don't take time to really see the people that you're serving around you and what's going on in their life. And so there's so many great lessons to learn about how to lead well, and you don't have to have a title to do it. Anybody can start right where they are, the person that's right in front of them, thinking about how can I put them first? How can I serve them today? How can I pray for them tonight? How can I bless them? And that, that's what leadership really is in God's kingdom. So I think even for me, um, there came a point in, in time where nothing was going my way. And I realized that the people who'd most impacted me were people, not without titles, but people with just such godly hearts that just served me. And I thought, I wanna be like them. They're, they're the people I most wanna emulate. And so I decided I would serve right where I was. And that was about two years before God gave me this position. So I just go, you know, God doesn't make mistakes. And I think, um, yeah, just those character lessons and realizing too, that the call to leadership is the call to suffer. Like I, <laughs> God's going to take you through a lot of, hard, right? He's going to take you through a lot of harder things because you're going to have a lot of impact and influence. So if you don't develop those character things, you're going to destroy and hurt the people around you. If you don't take time to invest in your emotional healing and health, you're going to destroy the people around you. So I think God in his mercy and his kindness takes you through a lot of hard things if you're called to have impact and influence. And nobody sees that. You know, Cheryl Nemhart, a good friend of ours and a wonderful leader, she always says people see where you are now, but they have no idea the path to get you there. Absolutely. And actually, I just want to thank you for being vulnerable and sharing a bit of that because this morning we were praying for this podcast and I was just thinking about the one woman out there who might tune in, might be listening and find themselves in this place where they know they've been called to something, there's something on them, but it's a long time be, to see that coming and they wonder if it's ever going to come. And I think of my life, like I waited 10 years, I was looking for the other right girl to step in and, and do this thing. And I think of the life of David, he was anointed as king and it was 15 years he was on the run, almost lost his life until he actually stepped into that. And you're just saying for you, yeah, like that, I lived that, I know what that feels like. So, so, so encouraging yeah. to hear you say that, that in that waiting, in that suffering, you're actually perfectly placed to be where you are now because God prepared you. Oh my gosh, did he ever prepare me? And I, I just laugh now. I wish I could have known then what I know now. I wish I could have seen the future and understood why the suffering. You know, I, I interviewed John Bevere recently and he just gave such a great talk about all those people, Joseph too, who had this amazing vision from God and then was sold by his brothers into a pit and went through prison and slavery for so many years. And, and then overnight in one day, you know, God put him at, as second in command of the kingdom. And I just think um, we may not understand the season that we're in, but one thing I can say is I know that God is faithful to what he has promised and it may not happen when you want, it may not look exactly how you thought it would, I certainly never saw myself hosting Huntley Street um, as a journalist. But you know what? Uh, if you stay faithful and you trust him and you serve where you're planted and you work on your heart and learn those hard character lessons, he will do what he said. He will. Yeah. 
And that's that faith message coming out. So that book is Faith, Life, and Leadership. It's not just life and leadership or 10 steps to get to the top. It's like faith, faith, faith comes first. So how can, how can women get your book? Ah, yes. Well, I think the easiest way probably is to go on my social media uh, because I've had, I have a PayPal link there or they can e-transfer me $20 plus $6 shipping uh, at Cheryl Weber at yahoo.com. It's very easy. And I will put it in the mail person. Awesome. Awesome. Will you sign it? I will sign it only if they ask though, because I never know if they're going to give it as a gift. So I don't want to mess it up if it's to Bob and I write it to Shirley. Or something, so. <laughs> and what I, love about, what I love about Cheryl is that you're homegrown. Like you're from, you're on, you were born and raised on this soil and you're brilliant. I mean, you were really one of our celebrities that we want to celebrate and we want to champion you because I know that it's, it looks easy, but the story behind it is that it's not that easy. So just so you know, we love you, we pray for you, and you are gonna be at Gather Rise. You're gonna be speaking on our platform on Saturday, October 26th. So if any of you out there were wondering, should I register and should I come? After hearing this podcast, I know you're going right to your computer right now and getting a group (laughs) of 10 tickets because this woman is amazing. And I've spent time outside of work environments with Cheryl just across the table from her and I'm telling you like her heart is real and it's authentic and it's just bent on leaning into serving a living God and I just want to celebrate you and champion you and say like we see you we see who you are we see what you're doing and you encourage us each and every day I just kind of want to end with um, a question for you I know you've biked hundreds of miles you've climbed many tall mountains like what are some of the things you've done just list some of your adventures and make us all jealous <laughs> well of course my favorite one is climbing Mount Kilimanjaro that was definitely a highlight of my life but also diving the Great Barrier Reef that was I did that when I turned 40 is kind of a, a shout out to the world that I'm not going to stop living just because I've reached a decade that scares everyone <laughs> um, and it was such good therapy for me yeah, uh, just and I've been able to travel all over the world telling stories of people that are suffering. And that that for me is the, the coolest thing ever, the biggest privilege. When anyone lets you into their life and suffering, it's a huge privilege and, and a trust. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I want to be your new best friend and move in next door to you and go on all these amazing adventures. And I just love that. It just flippantly, you're saying, oh, yeah, just climb Mount Kilimanjaro like you climbed Mount Kilimanjaro how amazing is that and I love that about you that you're a risk taker you're brave but you do it out of obedience and you do it on really mostly on behalf of others to tell their voices so we've called this uh, season mountains of influence so I have a question for you Um, if you were standing on a mountaintop so this is your mountaintop of influence where God has placed you strategically with great ordination on your life there has been no accidents to get you here like you are here what would you shout out to those who are listening on this pot to this podcast what would you want to say to everyone woman listening or even one woman listening yeah I think you know my passion for women is is to step up I think we're, we're the first to discount us and if I could characterize the enemy of our lives in any way is that he's a list maker he makes a list of all the reasons why you are not good enough to do whatever it is you're going to do. First of all, there will always be someone around you who is more talented than you, probably skinnier, probably better looking, probably a better communicator, probably bolder in their communication, you know, but 
and and so the thing is we compare right and my favorite saying is comparison is the is is the enemy of joy or is the thief of joy comparison is the thief of joy and so I just, you know, the, my challenge is to say yes to the things that scare you and the things that you don't feel good enough for, um, the things that you feel like someone else could probably do better. If God opens a door and you sense that it's God, say yes and do it scared because you know what? Fear is not fatal. Generally, usually you survive the sleepless nights, the upset stomach, the shaking, the sweating, <laughs> you know, whatever. And the thing is, the more you stand up to fear, the smaller it gets. And I can say I was terrified of being on television. I didn't want to travel the world except in five-star resorts. I don't like speaking in front of people. And not one of those things scares me anymore because I did it scared. And then fear just got really small. And the thing is, every woman listening to the sound of my voice right now has something that God has deposited in your life, something special that only you can bring to the body of Christ, that only you can bring to the larger world, that if you just look around today is suffering and dying in so many different ways. And they need, we need what you have. And so my challenge to you is to, to just take a risk, to just step up. And you know, God is so kind, he'll let you do it by increments, hopefully. Okay, sometimes you maybe do something big and scary. But you know what? I did it and I survived it. And, and now I'm not scared of it anymore. And so I think that that is not unusual, that I am not an unusual person. And so that path is available to every one of you. It's your own path, but God has something for you, whether it's to write a book, to write a pod, to article, to record a podcast, to put something on your social media, to start praying for people, to start something in your church to volunteer with an organization that helps traffic women. I mean, there's a million different things that God has in the hearts of women listening. But I just, I'm, I wanna call forth that unique thing and tell you to be brave and be bold and come step out and join us. And I can't wait to see what God does to your life. And you should write Kathy and tell her. Yes, right. Definitely. Let us know. Let us know what you're doing in response to something that you've heard today. Cheryl, I really wanna thank you because a thousand yeses start with one yes. And you shared that in your life. It just starts with one yes and then another yes and then another, another yes. This podcast is all about an invitation to rise in purpose and influence your world. And I think you've also shared for us that the rise is also a descent through pain, <laughs> through suffering. Mm -hmm. But to be connected in your pur purpose is where the influence comes from. We talk about using real voices, bold words, and whole hearts. And you brought all of that to the table today like Honestly, I just want to thank you. I can't thank you enough. I thank God that you're my friend. I get to watch you. I get to be inspired by you. And someday we're going to go on this amazing trip together. Okay, so I'm going to wait for that email. Yes, I yes, can't wait. And Kathy, I just have to say too, like I love what you're doing with Gather. And I hope that the women listening really appreciate the unique thing that you bring to the table because, you know, with women, a lot of times we compete and we forget that there's room at the table for everyone. And you are such an advocate and a cheerleader and your whole vision with Gather to empower women, to release women, to give them room at the table, to give them a platform, to help them launch into what God has for them, I think is so unique in Canada. And so I just am so thankful for you. And I hope everybody gets behind Gather and supports this podcast, this work, the conference, everything that you're doing, because we need this as women. We need this model for us and we need to be part of this. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you. Let's do this together. All right, until next Yay. time, thanks so much. Okay, bye. Well, what did you think of that? Uh, it was one of the most amazing conversations I've had. I love Cheryl, I love her heart. And I hope that uh, 
you walked away with some leadership principles that will serve you well in your life and be encouraged too. Please get a copy of her book uh, at Amazon. Uh, we mentioned it um, on the podcast. And please come to Gather Rise. Uh, it's uh, Friday, October 25th. If you're listening to this, there's still tickets. You can come tonight and hear Cheryl and tomorrow she'll be here with us. And we'd love to see you. You can register at gatherwomen.com. Anyways, part of what we do at Gather is to really create spaces for voices uh, of Canadian women to be heard and to create more opportunities for them to become visible um, on platforms across Canada. So that's really our heart. And women like Cheryl um, have definitely something to say of value. And so we need to lean into that. I just want to thank you for listening. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast, supporting Gather, um, donate to us. Uh, we have lots on our hearts that we really want to accomplish in a short time in this nation. We'd love to have you along that side, that journey. And also share this podcast with your friends. Of all of the leadership podcasts, podcasts for women that I choose to listen to, this would be one of them. Honestly, uh, we have such amazing episodes coming up and we know that it's sowing seed right into your heart for greater things in your future. So we love you all, women of Canada and around the world. We know that you are listening to this podcast. We just invite you to be part of us, and we're grateful that you are here for such a time as now. Thanks for listening in, everyone. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Her Influence Podcast. We'd love you to share this episode to encourage a friend and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more on the Gather Women movement, visit gatherwomen.com for free resources, circles, and events in your area. Thanks to Graf Martin Communications, Canada's leading PR and marketing agency serving faith-based organizations from coast to coast for their in-kind support. At Graf Martin, they are true collaborators who come alongside to be your marketing team for good. We invite you to invest in this podcast and the vision of the Gather Women movement. We want to see the voices of women in Canada and beyond represented in equal value and strength in all kingdom conversations taking place across our great nation. We want to see the presence of Christian women in equal value and strength in every arena of influence, including the local church. And now, rise in purpose and influence your world with real voices, bold words, and whole hearts.